This is Talk of the Rift. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This show is called Talk of the Rift. It's a show I do with my friends Logan and Koobs. My name is Eli. We're going to sit here. We're going to talk about some League of Legends. Logan and Koobs are both actually here this week, which is probably why this isn't a 20-minute episode. Uh, Logan and Koobs, how are you guys doing? Uh, wel- welcome back. I'll listen to him. This is a pre-recorded version of me. I'm not actually here live. Damn. I don't, I, I don't know why. Hold on. That. No, that's not the right button. Hold on. I got to hit. What's it? Is it this one? Let me try this. Thanks, Eli. You're my best friend. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, that's what we were going for, for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely hear Koobs. I didn't hear what you're... Are you, you doing good? You're back? Oh, we're doing okay. Been a rough couple days of league, but... Yeah, I know uh, your door just exploded in real life. Is that... you cool? No shrapnel? No, it should be good. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's... Uh, Let's try to jump back in here. Like I said, last week we didn't have the boys together, which is why I recorded like a 20 minute, just kind of my thoughts. Cause I didn't really feel like having like during worlds, not having an episode go up. I just, I didn't, it didn't jive with me. Uh, so at two in the morning, I started recording. Uh, this was right after I just got done having a heated argument about uh, a game of Overwatch that I had played. So I think I played it off pretty good. We didn't address the question of the week. We didn't do Iron Facts. Do you, either of you, have any Iron Facts from the last couple of weeks? Hell no. I'm Actually, just I think I did. Right now oh, I forgot my list. Yeah, you okay. don't listen to the podcast, and I didn't tell you that I recorded it. I might be able to remember one of these. Okay. One of them was from when you and Koobs did your episode. Yep. You talked about how Freak had a terrible opinion about Rumble at MSI. It was about how he believed that Rumble Jungle was still viable when it wasn't, and it was primarily picked as a mid laner only. And he said that people should still pick a jungle. Oh, that was the that was the controversial controversial freak take that you guys were trying to remember. I gotcha. And there was like two other things. Don't remember. I forgot my sheet. I bought a new journal. Okay. To like write my notes in, but yeah. I forgot to transfer those notes to this notebook. So. That was on me. That would be a problem. That would be. Um, Dyrus is back playing League. He's trying to get back to like Master of Diamond, whatever it is that he's he's doing. And he's only Challenger. Yeah, Challenger, I think. Yeah. He's only playing Rumble mid. That's all he's playing. That's the only thing he's, he's doing. He's gonna love the buff that Rumble's getting. I uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't I'm actually liking, know what the buff is. I'm liking the he's, same buff they're giving to Malzahar. Yeah, he's gets oh, like a... last hit mechanics on his on his Q, same yep. as Malzahar getting the last hit mechanic on his. Space uh, wonderful. Yeah, space aids. Malefic visions, if you want to be technical. Uh, where the hell we just? I just okay. We don't have. We had an iron fact. Those are the iron facts. I am so lost right now. I don't even have my notes up. I'm really good at this, you guys. I don't know if you know this. Just go with the vibes, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so from a couple of weeks ago, Logan, did you listen to the podcast? Did you know what the question of the week was? I don't remember. I did listen to it, but... Okay. Uh, so the question of the week from a couple of weeks ago was, if you could have a famous pop-off moment in professional play, what champion oh, would you want yeah. it to be on? And just as like an example, the 
look at the plays, look at the moves, Faker, what was that? Like that kind of, that level of thing. Um, that was uh, another question that was provided by a uh, friend of the show, super fan, fan Taylor. We have an answer to this uh, from Josh Larson, who's a person I know, who's a person you know. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, he told me that his champion, he would want it to be his Urgot. And I thought that was really weird because I don't know him for playing Urgot. What's important here is that at one point in time, his summoner name was Nipple Stitches, and his entire reasoning is that Urgot literally has nipple stitches. That's it. I'm going to be honest though. with you. Uh-huh. I did not know that's why his I summoner either. name, summoner I name no was that. Not a clue. I thought he put in like a random thing on Google. Yeah. No, random I, I name believe... Right here, that's what he came up with. <laughs> I, the, I, I just guessed it. I, I, I was never told that was a reason. The Urgot is because that his name used to be Nipple Stitches. I don't. I'm pretty sure that was a separate thing. I don't think he named himself. Well, I'll ask him. We'll figure it out. We'll get to the bottom of this. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure Nipple Stitches happened before, like the Urgot, like rework. Probably. I would think. Not that anyone listening to this would know, except for. Josh, hey buddy, have fun at work. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about this, and historically, like my the, the the champion that I'm known for in my friends group is is Blitzcrank, and I haven't played it super recently, but probably will with the new bus comp that came out. Um, I don't know if I would want that to be my pop off champion because you can only do so much. And then you just sit there and you're useless for 12 seconds or whatever. So I don't know what that pop-off play would look like. Um, I I guess, like, well, I was going to say Cassidy, but I, like X-Pac already kind of ha- is known for his, like, Cassidy play. I, I, I would want to pick a champion that's not... That somebody's not known for. So not not Zed, not Akali, not like Silas. Even though we saw some great Akali Silas one v ones. I think I I think I'd take Jin. Jin. Oh yeah. You still have the most penta kills on Jin, right? That's your number one. That sounds right. Yeah, that's a that's another champion where like you ADCs at least you can pop off just by like you're having good movement and right clicking for the most part. So like that would still be cool. I never settled on one. I don't actually know what I would want. I had two that came to mind immediately. Okay. Uh, one would be Yasuo, because I suck at Yasuo, and it would be cool to be good at doing something good at it, because aesthetically, he's one of like the coolest like champions to like watch. Yeah. Uh, but I also would do think about doing like Katarina, because in that way, not only... Is it on Katarina? It would be sick. Everybody would go boom, and my dopamine would go through the roof. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It would be. It would have to be considered one of the greatest off-meta, you know, games ever because Katarina has zero presence in pro play. That's true. I can't remember the last time I saw Katarina in a pro game, or if I ever have. I'm assuming has to. I'm sure she's happened I'm once. Sh- oh yeah, yeah, it's for sure happened, but it never like. <laughs> more than one game a year i'm pretty sure but right like so there's always like some team in uh like turkey or something that plays it hmm 
Yeah, that would be cool. Also, because it has no no presence, nobody else is known for it. So you would just exactly. you would be you would be the Katarina. I would be guy. the best Katarina. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, that would be That'd pretty be good. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really need I don't I don't need to have like one champion that it would be, personally. I, I I literally I can't I'd settle on happy that to be there. Yeah, I, I would just be so happy to be in that situation, or I'd be stressed out of my mind, literally having a heart attack on stage. No um, in between. No, no, none, none at all. Just straight, straight up, just there and then dead, gone. Uh, but we've got a little bit to cover because we didn't record as a group last week. Um, we are locked into semifinals uh with the representation of three lck teams and one lpl team the last i actually think it's the last two times there's been one lpl team and three lck teams the lpl team is one one of those was edg i can't remember what the other one was um i don't know that i necessarily see that happening here but i do i did pick jdg to make the finals so it is JDG versus T1, which will be on Saturday. And then on Sunday will be Gen G versus DRX. Um, before we get into all that, do you guys have any major impressions or takeaways from quarterfinals just as a whole? Yeah, that uh, DRX series, maybe one of the greatest series ever played at Worlds. Hard agree, by the way. Was a good one. Not number one. Not number one. Because <clears throat> I still think that one where that uh, where the Ash hit the uh, alt on yeah. the first Rocks time, Tigers. That was one of the sickest. T1. Oh my god, I was so hyped. The casters sold it too. It was great. Uh, yeah. But look at the arrow, and then like. But a with like oh, the death so storyline, the drama with the inhib spawning, and oh uh, yeah, that was it, so. It, imagine like they lose. I like know. imagine they lose that best of five. I mean, yeah, especially because he's ever he's, seen an he's inhibitor. Be kicking himself. Have you ever seen an inhibitor or like a nexus one in professional play at one hit? Literally yeah. one hit. Any champion oh, in the game can touch man. it, and it dies. Ezreal with a sheen proc could probably touch it and die. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? <laughs> Is people can spend weeks and months analyzing, you know, what could he have done differently to to kill the nexus on time? Somebody said something about sheen procs. Somebody said, you know, whatever. Any number could have of backed in a better spot. Yeah, any number of reasons. The my big takeaway from from game two of that series is that I am so glad that Deft doesn't have to live the rest of his life. Yeah, that with being a that yeah. haunting. Him. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's still going to remember that moment, but they still came back. They pulled off the reverse sweep. DRX wins uh coming from play-ins this team looks really good deft on his birthday gets real like shocks asked deft one question on stage and he immediately starts crying because it had been 2780 some days since he made semifinals yeah yeah something and, like that and immediately De like you could feel it in the arena during the series but deft is like he's not from here but he's a hometown hero i mean this isn't his hometown but obviously everybody in that arena is just locked up like it's such a cool storyline and i i want to see him 
I, I kind of want to see him win Worlds, but I picked Gen G. <laughs> and I would also love to see Faker win Worlds because I think he might be close to retiring. Yeah. So now and, I don't know. <laughs> and that mid laner is fun as hell to watch. Um, Z- Z- Zika? Zeka. Zeka? Zeka? I kept is... calling him Zika, but that's the virus. The guy's had a real good tournament. He's very exciting. Uh, and I think he's one of the young... Oh, I don't have it up anymore. I had a thing up that had the ages of um, players at Worlds. I think Zeka's one of the youngest. By the way, uh, T1's entire team... Uh, so Faker was born in 96... Their top laner uh, was born in 04, and the other three members were born in 02. And that's mind-boggling to me that anybody born after 2000 is doing anything remarkable with their lives yet. Um, Because I don't want to be an old man, and I am. (laughs) Uh, Oh, by the way. Okay, so... Uh, there's a Twitter account, Express Lol, and they post a, a bunch of obscure stats that you wouldn't normally see. Uh, Zeka is leading in Worlds after quarterfinals. He has nine. They're called solo bolos, and I can't fucking stand that phrase, but just 1v1 like solo kills. He has nine. Next highest is 369 with seven, and then Doran with five, Nuggery with five, Showmaker five, but Zeka's got nine solo kills in lane. So it's not like like he's he's playing aggressively and winning, you know. Um, I cannot find I can't find the age thing, but I did see another one, which was KDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Players with the highest KDA after quarterfinals. If you had to guess, d- don't even say who. What do you think the highest KDA is at Worlds right now? It's yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, it's gonna be like twenty-eight. Uh, you say guess who? Yeah, guess who? It's Zeus, right? Or Zeus? It is not. Uh, I thought it was. Zeus does not crack. Does not crack the top ten. I think there's at one point he had an insane one. Is it three one nine? Uh, well three six nine. Three six nine. Yeah. It is. It is not him. Damn, I thought it was a top Uh, laner for sure. Is it Guma Yusi? Oh, Guma Yusi uh, has the yeah, highest at eighteen point five. That's nuts. The next highest naturally is Caria at twelve point seven. So there's of course one, those two will be right next to each other. There's one stat where Zeus was like far away. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was. It might have been just gold difference at fifteen. It could be. I think that's what the stat was. That's why I'm mixing up in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I don't, you're right about that series. But by the way, all of quarterfinals. Like, we saw two sweeps and two five-game series. And every single game of all of those was really fun to watch. The sweeps, which were, like, if if you get swept, you got dominated, were still competitive and fun to watch. It felt like what professional League of Legends is supposed to feel like, and that's why I love Worlds every year. You know, the, that entire round was was nuts. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. And should I... Didn't mind. This might be the first year, though, that I didn't mind that it really wasn't like a T. Like, I didn't mind that NA wasn't in quarters. You know what I mean? Um, 
I feel like Wait, this what, year's, I just feel like the game quality of this ones, it was like so hard to like really, I, I don't know. I just didn't really like care like which side was kind of winning. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah usually when that enjoy- happens, it's like a stomp, but like this yeah. one, like you said, it, it was all like, there was, there was so much action. It was, yeah, it was, it was just and exciting you, League of Legends to watch. And you could just enjoy the fact that it's a good game without having a dog in the fight. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like in all previous years, I was like, man, this kind of this isn't as fun without NA here. And I would like stop watching after groups in some years, but this year's that I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, do we while we're still on this, do we want to talk about our predictions, how we did in our uh Lolly Sports well, we prediction can. rounds? Yeah, I went three and one. I went two and two. Yeah, boy. Yeah, all of them. Went four and oh. Damn. Picked the DRX upset. I almost did. I changed it. I had to select it, but I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. And it looked like right away. Weirdly, that was the one that I was the most confident in. Um, Foolishly, that was the one I was the most confident in. But I don't know. I just, I I felt it. Uh, I I felt like the Rogue one was the the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm positive I misclicked doing damn one over Genji because I picked Genji to win Worlds. I must have misclicked <laughs> on my phone and not realized it. That sucks. Because even when I was talking to you, because you were like, we were talking about the DRX EDG one, <clears throat> and I was like, oh yeah, I, I picked EDG to like win on, on like this one. I was like, I, I just did like normal on everything. Mm-hmm. But then I brought up my deal and I was like, no, wait, I picked damn one to win? I was like, really? Yeah. He's like, okay, it, that's cool, but ah, whatever. Still at number one, so I, I'm over it. Um, what what is your point total? Sixty nine. Okay, I'm at sixty seven. I'm right behind you. Yeah. Uh, that puts us in the uh, Coops. What's your win total or your point total? Oh yeah, go to the website. Oh okay. Well, we're in um, the top. We're in the top twenty percent. Twenty percent. Which there's rewards for doing better at this, which I didn't know about. Yeah, which is pretty cool. If you're the top five thousand, you get Azir in the twenty twenty two Azir skin. Which oh, is kind of cool. Uh said there would be one reverse sweep at Worlds, and we're at one right now. We are at one. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. If you somehow have perfect picks through the entire tournament, which I, there's no way anybody does, but if you have perfect picks through the entire tournament, it's 104 points, you get all ultimate skins. That's insane. People have gotten incentive. that before. Have they? Really? Have they? I feel like oh, I thought yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. one that's got like from, from. Well, they've never done like crystal ball picks before. Like it's always been like just group stage and knockout, and they've had people do it. Last year it was like four people did it. I actually just realized they have it. They have it listed. There are eight perfect picks in existence right now. Right now, yeah. there there are five perfectly imperfect picks, which means they've <laughs> literally gotten everything wrong. Which is just as impressive. It's just as impressive. <laughs> this is an equal feat. Um, I wonder if they're not going to count crystal ball picks then. Like I assume that, that must be a bonus thing. I I assume that that's correct. Also, like I own all of the ultimate skins. Like I've never, I've only bought one of them ever. Otherwise, I've gotten all of them under like unlocks. You have all the ultimate skins. Yeah. What the hell, dude? There's only like five, six. There's got to be more than that. Ezreal, Sona, Udir. Gun Goddess Misfortune, if they're counting it. Lux. That's five. That's it. I, right? I think that's it. I, Wait, did you say so? You said Sona? You said yeah. yeah. Ez, yeah. Sona, Udir, awesome. Lux, Misfortune, if they count Misfortunes. It's a weird one, but that's five. 
I guess. I don't know. I've I've got two of they them. They haven't made one since Gun God SMF. Really? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Oh no, KDA all at Seraphine is ultimate. Oh, oh. don't have that one. <laughs> I well, know that's right. And you still it's just won't. Three skins. That's right. Oh, that's right. I forgot what. Yeah, I remember that yeah, one. That came it's out. Just that three, three fucking thing. eighteen twenty skins or whatever, and then you can just choose which one you want. <laughs> yeah, but you can't switch like live. Anyway, uh, we'll continue to monitor that. That that race is is getting close. It's two points between you oh, and yeah. me, Coops. How much did you say you had? You had uh, like fifty eight. It's like yeah, fifty-two. 52. Uh, so you're fifteen points behind me. I'm two points. One of our buddies is at thirty-six. I'm assuming he just didn't make picks, right? Puts him in C tier, the bottom tier. There's no this. I don't think he's been making picks. I'm sure he's been letting it coin flip because he picked Rogue to beat JDG. Uh, I say I do remember he said he coin flipped the groups. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. No. Yeah, sorry. I I honestly for like two seconds forgot we were recording a podcast. Um. Oh, okay. So covered that. I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, I, I saw a stat this week that kind of blew my mind. In the group stage of Worlds this year, teams that were eliminated were a combined three and twenty nine against the teams that made it through. There is a hard break between the good teams and the, well, I guess still good, but, you know, like the yeah. tiers are a very fine line, uh, which I thought was kind of crazy. So that being said, why are these four, eight would be eight, right? Because quarters. Yeah. Why are those eight teams that much better than everybody else? And is that a good metric for for measuring that? Because like, I guess you're 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 at the mercy question again. Um, well, I could if I remembered what I meant when I started asking it. (laughs) So you're saying like, why? What's like the difference in the top eight and the rest of the world? Yeah, I'm trying to lead this into what can NA do better? Uh, Um, A million things. Which is (laughs) something that we're planning on talking about. I just am having a really hard time connecting the two. So uh, no troll. Yes. Because I think this is a an important distinction to make. Okay. Because obviously as like NA fans, like we don't care about anyone else. And we're just like, we just want to know what like our region can do better. But I do think it's very I, important to note that like, this is not a North American problem. This is a everyone that's not China, Korea problem. Yes. Like they are better than all of us. Like the only thing that like EU had going for them was the fact that they made they, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? They turn water into wine. That's not yeah. it. But, you know, when they made G2 for that two years and they were amazing and they won MSI and got second in Worlds, you know, like they got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like we're, we're all, we're all terrible. Yes. We're all, we are all terrible. So every, everybody that's not one of the regions that's won Worlds for the last 10 years is bad. And and should feel bad about being that bad. Because and, it hasn't yeah. been close. I think I think something that would help that is like a band-aid fix. That and he doesn't have to actually do anything, but rather Riot does, is that 
they if Riot changed the format of Worlds, where yes. you yes, had yes, yes. a more a better way, and so the, the goal of Worlds is to find the best team in the world, and I would say that that does that eighty percent of the time. I would say double Elim would help you know, maybe that second place team climb back up because they had an off day and then maybe play in the finals and win. But I think a format that would not just tell us who the top eight teams are, but could maybe tell us like a semi order of the top 20 teams, I think would be very helpful because if you're North American and you lose, you get last place in groups. Like all I know is, is that we are like, we're just crap. Like we are crap, E was crap, and the and uh whatever, the Taiwan is crap and uh Vietnam is crap and et cetera. The, the Russian server is crap, yeah. all of them are crap. But like CB just low. I don't think this is necessarily the case. I'm just using this for the sake of the argument. But like just bear with me. Like what if C nine was like the ninth best team? Like, are you as pissed off? Like, I mean, yeah, like we're not top eight, but like that would mean that we're better than G2 and we're better than Fnatic and we're, you know, better than right. Vietnam. Like that's, I would say, like, I'm not saying like that's the equivalent of winning worlds, but like, I would probably feel a little bit better about it if, like if we could like have that answer. Right. Well, not necessarily, but like, just think of it, like, just think of a like, playoff well, bracket. It's like getting other... like past quarters. You're like, yeah, we didn't win worlds, but we're like top four. Like, that's nice. Oh, you're, like, you'd like, rather be at like March Madness. Yeah, I mean, sure. Let I mean, there's way better brackets than that for this. That's what but I mean. Like, I, I feel but, like with, like imagine without, if C9 like, like beats Fnatic in a best of five, like EG like and like actually beats G2 in a best of five. We probably would just feel better about ourselves. Like not amazing, but you know, we'd feel better about it. Or yeah. like even even if we got to win the best of five against Vietnam and and uh, is it PCS yeah PCS. I think that's what I'm yeah, thinking. That's... I, that's I don't know why I'm like not thinking of it. Right now. Of. Yeah, the flying oysters. Yeah, it's like PCS. you at least just have that reassurance of like, well, we're definitely better than them, and we proved it again, and not like, uh, well, we weren't in their group, but I imagine we would have been better than them. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of you. You get like when you get put into just again speaking to C9's case because that's my team, but like when you're put into a group with like with one of the teams that like is in the semifinals, and you're the best like team in North America, like. And then you lose out of that group and you're like, oh, we're garbage. It's like, yeah, but like, were you really given like a bone like at all? Like, why are you not like in? I don't know. So I, I think I know what you're saying. So you're say, like going with the group stage, you can get group of death and then where you finish doesn't represent how good you were as a right. team. Exactly. Whereas like, would you, would you finish format. higher? Would you finish yeah. higher? Like a lot higher? Not necessarily, but any amount of higher would probably just make at least people feel not as shit and just be a bit happier about the situation right. and not just like immediately being like, yeah, fuck this. We suck. Like, why am I even watching? You know what I mean? It, I don't know. Like if, if all of the teams that did not make it out of groups played like a double round Robin just for seating purposes or whatever, like how high would cloud nine go up? Obviously that's like, not a very efficient way to find out, but that like, that's here's, an example. Here's a better way to put it. Oh, C9 can't beat the clearly best looking Korean team right now at worlds, but could they maybe beat Damwon who didn't get past quarters? I don't know. Like probably not, but like maybe they go five games. Maybe they not, go not four year. games. <laughs> well, not this year, but like you get what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, is, no, it, no, no. is it so crazy to think that in a loser's bracket, best of five that like someone from EU or NA like could beat Damwon Kia 
it's possible. Like maybe Rogue could do it, and then people from Europe would feel better about themselves. Like, yeah, I just like even like one win like that would mean like everything to people in North America who are just sitting here waiting for any amount of win. C nine three owing a freak of freaks and quarterfinals at one time was like the best world's thing I ever got to see because it was like, oh my god, we actually beat a Korean team. Like we fucking did it. And then yeah. obviously got our asses kicked after that. But like, I don't know. Any win is like would be a win for us. So like a riot could throw us a bone, I would say, to help us a little bit. To help yeah. everybody. It'd help just, everyone, not just it's us. Just, like just do the Valorant system. It's like you do that and yeah. I feel like a lot of that is like so like yeah. not it's like you're not gonna have like a list one through twenty, right? But right. you're you'll you'll have a way better idea on like where some of the stands because you'll you'll just get more matchups. You'll get I don't know. It's just right. I I don't I've Play never liked the, the best of ones like shtick. Never. Playing six games against uh, T1, who is definitely in contention for being the best team in the world this year. Edward Gaming, who was the best team, like they won Worlds last year, and Fnatic. Like C9 split with Fnatic and then lost to the other two teams because they're just like tiers better. That yeah, like yeah, six could, games isn't a good indication of how good yeah, you, how well you stack up. It also isn't like, a, like it's also yeah, not like a good indication about where they are in value to other teams in the tournament. It's just yeah. oh they're not as good as some of the best as teams in the tournament. These four teams. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like where you you could like always make the argument, you know, you can always make the argument for any of the teams. Put them in, in Group C, fucking who knows what happens, mm-hmm. right? Like that that's for sure. That was like probably the weakest uh, like looking t- like group. Well, when we at, saw at, Group at the time, C at the time of groups, yeah, when we saw Group C, we saw top esports and then three teams that are basically in a slugfest to to get <laughs> second place. And then T-East that's not show. what happened <laughs> by a long shot, but that's what we saw when we looked at the group. Well, that's what it is. Like TES is like, like they they had a bad they they had like some off days, right? And yeah. I don't think anybody actually thinks that Rogue is consistently better than TES. Right. And no, I mean, I, and I get, not. I get like with tournaments, that's going to be the thing and stuff like that, but it still right, feels right. weird that it's, that it's best of ones instead of like actual best of like fives or best of threes at least. Like, like get, let's get actual matchups going in like the same day where you can, it's not just you're seeing this person. Oh, all right. I'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just, I don't know, the rhythm of it all. You're going, I don't know. It's, it's awkward. The rhythm of the street. It, it is awkward because. You think about the duration of worlds and then how many days we're playing games and for how long we're playing those games. Now you want to turn in or turn it into series. I don't disagree on the principle of playing like a a three game series instead of playing like groups like this, but you're at, you're going to add games to the schedule. I think on average, um, so you're going to have to block off more time. It's going to take up an extra week, whatever it is does riot want to put up with that i think is kind of an issue um i saw a thing it was a, a stream uh, uh clip from yankos and they were asking him like what happens after you get eliminated so riot provides the airfare the hotel all your food and then you have like a, a computer room and they provide the computers when you're at worlds yep um when you get knocked out, the riot is already booking your flight home, which they're not being rude. They're being expedient. You can push that back. Right. But from the point that they want to book your flight home to whenever you actually leave, you have to pay for your hotel room. 
And the night you get knocked out, they take the computers back and you don't have access to that room anymore. So if you want to stay as an org, it's going to cost you quite a bit to stay and watch the rest of Worlds or compete in like Champions Queue or what have you. And so I think part of the issue with the formatting is how much does Riot actually want to put up with? Because, and again, I'm not saying that it's bad or, or, or good or one way or the other. That's just the way that it is. There's a lot of logistics that has to get worked out here that beyond just, you know, uh, writing es- on a whiteboard. Especially with the cha- like, I think the Champions queue is the best point out of all that, right? That like yeah. that's that that brings so much more viewership to the game outside of tournament time. Yeah. Like those streams were so much fun. There were so many of them going on, like and getting the players and building the interaction. Like if the players wanted to stream it, be like, hey, don't champs queue, like build that interaction. Mm-hmm. Or you wouldn't normally watch, you know, uh uh, Zika streams, but shit, you see him one, like one of the top streams right now because he's doing champs queues out. Yeah, I'll join in right then. I'll see this yeah, guy. It's the same reason why. Off, like for sure, it's the same reason why they do the dive and Rift Reaction and this or that. Like you, because you want people talking about worlds exactly, while worlds yeah. is not going on. Yeah, engagement's all that matters. <clears throat> right. Right. So yeah, the 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 tournament schedule I think is is a really big obstacle. Um. Let's turn that into what Riot's doing with the regular season in the LCS. We are no longer going to play games on the weekend. That is going to allegedly. be Valorant's time. Allegedly. I guess this is right. You're right. This isn't set in stone. If what we have heard is true, uh, because Riot uses the same venue for their League of Legends and their Valorant, Valorant is getting the weekends and League of Legends will be played throughout the week. Um, remind me what that format looked like. Was it like, uh, like how many games a day? Was it like two or three games a day? Well, currently or... it's currently the rumor is that it'll be Wednesday, Thursday. So it'll be the same that it was before. Um, but I don't think that it has been ruled out that there will be, whether there'll be three days or not. I'm just wondering how they're going to have time. Best without... of threes throughout the week. Best of threes throughout the week. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna have have time so for. There's. I'm gonna shift the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Because to talk about something else, and we'll come back to this. Sure. Okay. So the LEC supposedly is changing its format for 2023, and context is is apparently a lot of world format, like uh, global formats, are changing next year. Supposedly, um, there's like a lot. There's like minor regions that are now going to be absorbed into the ERL. There's like. I think it was Taiwan, Japan, and someone else. They're forming into one league. Um, There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of things supposedly going on. And one of them is that the LEC is changing its format to the, what's it called? GSL. It's an old star. Yeah, GSL format. It's an old StarCraft format. And like the TLDR is that there are, instead of two splits, there are now three splits and a grand final. The first three weeks will be regular season which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the eight best teams from that three weeks will face each other in a GSL format tournament for the next two weeks. Top four teams will advance to playoffs. The best teams will play many more games, the worst teams less. So the GSL format, I believe, is the best of three version then that those eight teams play, and then the top four play best of five. And they do that like three times, and then they have a grand final tournament that's like I don't know, eight, let's say eight of the ten. I don't think they really say how many 
Oh, at the end of the three-week regular season, eight of the best teams will advance to a GSL elimination format. The two eliminated teams will finish their split without playing a GSL format tournament. This phase of the split will last two weeks in the first two splits and a little bit more in the third split. The games of this tournament will be best of three. Oh, that's the that's the middle tournament. But yeah, so... Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so here's the thing, though. So this tied with another, like, leak that um, Riot has been... Um, What's what I'm looking for? Uh, like copywriting the word like rip, not like rift rivals, but like rift rumbles now. Oh, so people think that they're going to bring rift rivals back now called rift rumble. And so this a three split year would support like you do like a split in the early spring. Then you do rift rumble. Then you do another split and then you do MSI and then you do another split and then you do worlds. Yeah. So like that makes a lot of sense. Now the weird thing though is is that what does that leave the LCS? Because the LCS, if it stays the same, you're gonna do halfway through spring split, then you're gonna send someone to Europe to do Rift Rumble, and then you're gonna finish out spring, then you're gonna demonstrate like normal, then you're gonna do summer, then you're gonna do worlds like normal. So I almost feel like the LCS has to do the same thing, right? Yeah. At least similar. Like they have to have three because we have to know what team to send a Rift Rumble. We have to know what team to send to MSI, and we have to know what team to send to Worlds. No, so, would like, it only be one team to Rift Rumble? It wouldn't be like... No, I'd imagine it's going to be... You gain, like, it's like th- where it was at like 3-3 and three or 4-4 four yeah, and four or yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe, maybe it's... Maybe now... And who knows? Maybe it'll change. Maybe it's NAEU and I don't Brazil or something. I don't know. Maybe they add teams to that, or maybe they... You know what I mean? Maybe they do like a not asia korea tournament where like we get to win and feel good about ourselves <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope but who, oh, yeah, who knows yeah. i imagine it'll be naeu like primarily but anyway so, i can like, tell but, you so but this that... leak this lcs leak would have us believe that we're playing wednesday thursday on the weekdays well that's not like the lec is now going to play on three days because they need more time to play the more games so how are we going to do the same thing if we're not doing three days so, like, that's the kind of weird thing to me is that, like, I feel like our format has to change to some amount. Right. And at this point, like, trying anything to make your region more competitive is warranted. Doing nothing is, like, the only wrong move uh, right. when you're losing perennially. Right. And, um, like I said, bringing in these, like, another international tournament maybe changing supposedly MSI is going to get changed in some way. Like just feels like not giving the LCS a fresh coat of paint would be really weird. So mm-hmm. it, it's weird. I just say that. Cause like we're speculating on like how the LCS is going to work when we really don't know like how it's actually going to work. It could be a vastly different product come next year, or it could be exactly the same and be behind every other region and suck, which is not crazy to think because that's a very consistent thing that happens with the LCS. But yeah. Um, so that's kind of some of the changes that Riot could make on an administrative level or are going to make or what have you. Um, let's go one step further back. What can individual teams do to get better? This was a question you asked us during the week, Logan. I'm going to hand this off to you because this is kind of your segment. Yeah. So I wish we could do this later, like when it's not Worlds, but... Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the LCS isn't in Worlds, and so the all the NA teams are starting their roster moves. So we kind of have to talk about this now. Otherwise, 
in a week, we could know half of these freaking rosters off of leaks and stuff. So, right. um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to take, we're going to take five of the LCS teams this week. We'll do five next week. So we're not talking about this all episode today. Um, and we're just going to talk about what we want, what we would like each team to do in the off season. Uh, this is, we all can have, we can each have our own criteria for this. No one's right or wrong. Um, but I was going to read this one snippet quick before we go, because I was listening to Rift Reaction, which is a Travis Gafford podcast. And he said at the end of his podcast, he said, he goes, this is just something I want to like say before like the off season goes in full swing. He said, currently all of the LCS teams are waiting on signing anybody. There's like a mutual agreement or like a mutual standoff on signing anyone. We will see the most we've ever seen of big name players not being signed right away because everybody is weighing options in a standoff. Steve from Team Liquid was always the first to sign his players and he hasn't even made official decisions yet. And he's referencing that as in like uh, the example he gives like last year, uh, like beer. Steve like signed Bjergsen and then all the dominoes fell. Like that's not, there's nothing this year. Like that's not a thing this year. Like everyone's just like sitting and waiting because they're waiting to see who's like not on a team to like get their best options. Um, He said this is primarily because of the uh, less spending that's going to happen this off season. Uh, Which if you want to know more about that, go ahead and listen to uh, Steve's video on why super teams didn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my so I guess we could if if you have criteria in your head for what you're gonna do for each team, we'll take this time to like say it. I'll go first. Um, the well, so the, what are I, we just gonna you're just gonna pick a team? We're gonna go around. Yeah, or? yeah, we'll pick a team and go around. I was just gonna okay. say that like as context for when I give my answers for like each of these teams, um, I try not to use the same player twice. So like. If for if I have one team saying I'm like you should get Bjergsen, I'm not like obviously every team should try to get Bjergsen in a hypothetical situation, but I'm not going to say that every time. I'm right. just going to say this is the team that I think is the most likely to get him or has the most most likely chance to get like him. So there's some players where like obviously I have to like use their name twice for certain situations, but. So if you're like, Logan, like, why didn't you say that FlyQuest should get Bjergsen? Like, well, obviously they should, but, like, they're not going to because he's not going to go play there, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I personally want the LCS teams to only... I would like it if the LCS teams move to less blowing up rosters. So a lot of this for the teams, I only have them making two changes uh, this offseason. So that is why. So if you're like, hey, they should replace more people... Yeah, probably, but I kind of want them to not do that anymore. I want people to kind of just like let things, you know, work for a bit. But yeah, full full disclosure, I didn't have time to look through these, so I'm gonna be doing this on the fly. That's fine. So I guess I'll go first then, and we will start with. Let's see. Let's start with Evil Geniuses because this is an easy one in my head. Okay. I want Evil Geniuses to simply run it back. You have 280 carries. Pick one, sell the other one, and run it back. Uh, I personally think that they will choose Kauri. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I pretty much that agree. Is barring, barring that, like, inspired, obviously. Like, again, when we're recording this, 
like I there's some roster moves that I have like seen on Reddit or like on Twitter, um, and like I'm aware of them and I try to make note of them. So like if you're listening to this podcast, something happens, just keep that in mind. But uh, I'm aware that EG has dropped like all of their coaching staff at this point, uh, and they'll obviously have to get new coaching staff. But um, yeah, this is this picking an ADC is the only change I think that they should have to do. And barring that Inspire doesn't nope out of North America. Right. Um, I, I'm in a similar boat. I, I think Cowrie is the safe option between Cowrie and Danny. Uh, obviously we've seen what Danny can do, but if he's going to be operating under that much stress, what made him set out for worlds in the first place, maybe he should take a year off, uh, do whatever. I don't know. It's kind of up to him. But if I'm evil geniuses right now, I'm looking at this and I'm saying that Cowrie is our more solid option. As for Inspired, I learned today that Inspired's uh, EU law account is Jojo Pune fangirl. So I'm choosing to believe he's not going anywhere. I I, I agree. I, I think this roster is good. Uh, I, they just need to change maybe some structure about um, how like the reasons why they're drafting certain champions, which is going to be a theme because I think that's generally something that everybody in North America can do. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Run it back. Keep Kaori. Uh, Danny will find a very good home somewhere. Uh, For his sake, hopefully not Dignitas. <laughs> there's no yeah. way i feel like there's no way he'll he'll find a team but, for sure i have like, no doubt but, on that but Kaori, yeah oh, danny will danny will have every suitor he wants i mean yeah. if someone's looking to do it, he's if someone's looking for ad carry they're calling danny like for yeah. sure yeah um because danny is cracked i just think that with especially with this team uh Kaori's just i think a better option because his early game and laning is just a million times better than danny that's true. Dan- Danny has heavier like late game carry potential, but I I think Kaori is not that far behind. I think he plays fine in the late game, uh, and I just think that with the team like the early game like priority like meshes with the rest of the team so much better. I think like Kaori does a good job kind of filling that role. Also doing a good job of not falling behind with some random ass death. <laughs> yeah. It feels also, like he's... Balkan plays their own better. He's still also a pretty inexperienced talent, so one would assume that he's just going to get better and better. Yeah, which yeah. is not to say uh, that Danny has so much experience. In but. the in the NA uh, LCS AD carry history, it does not seem to be the case, except for some exceptions here. It seems like everyone peaks and then starts to. to there's a comment. Do you think with, that uh, North America undervalues the AD carry role? I don't know what it is because we have because obviously we have a player like we had a player like Doublelift who was widely considered one of the best ADCs in the world. I mean by like international people also, like well respected everywhere. But then we have like situations like uh, uh, Mr. Malphite, where he's cracked for like two seasons or a season and a half, and then all of a sudden just like <laughs> just like I don't know just discovers a weird case of tunnel vision and just like doesn't seem to know how to like position and stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. Who did who did you say? Did you say Mr. Malphite? Yeah, tactical. I can't. Remember. Tactical. Oh, because he okay. was Tristana jumped no like a Malphite all into people. That's where the meme Got came it. from. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, and so in in other cases like uh, Stixa, Stixa, I think had has carried his entire career off of one good season. 
I, I think he's been yeah, not very impressive any other season ever, except for literally the one. Uh, so I don't know how he sells a job. <laughs> so I, personally, I think Golden Guardians, hmm. if we get to them, that's a change maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall run it back. All right. Uh, next up, we'll go to C9. If somebody wants to go first on these, by the way, just say so. Otherwise, I'll go first. I'll uh, take Cloud9. Okay. Uh, the only change I would maybe make, and this is if Zven wants to do something else, is to get a, another support. Um, I personally felt like a lot of Cloud9's drafts, their, their team comps got really janky playing around things that Zven was comfortable with. And I think it lost him some games personally. That's not to say he's not a capable player. It's just the way that they chose to to play with him on the roster. So if you're going to make a player move, I would replace Ven. I wouldn't touch anything else. And I would completely change the way you draft games in international play. I have something semi-similar. Um, so obviously, yeah, I would say replace Ven. Core JJ's on the market. And I guess that's just what you go for. I think Sven was like a great band-aid. Because, like, remember this roster literally has only been together since, like, summer. Right. Um, I think that Sven, like, obviously can get better. But I think that, like, Core JJ is just better. And, like, I think... I think you just, like, need, like, more stability. And the team needs, like, more direction. And I think he could offer that. Uh, Core JJ could offer that. I have in little and in parentheses and asterisk at the same time because I really want to emphasize and just like. This is very the, much an afterthought. Yeah. The only way that you replace Jensen is if you are super duper, super duper duper super confident that you have a guaranteed replacement that you believe is definitively better. Yeah. I. Cause like I want to tell you to replace Jensen, but I, I just fear that like the available things are not actually worth getting. Um, and then the alternative is like, which I would actually be okay with is like, if you bring up a young talent, but if that doesn't work out, then you've like really shot yourself in the foot. Cause you have a great opportunity with this roster to win like double championships this year. So like by reaching for the stars, you could literally crash and burn. And I yep. like, I would say that I would say that you should interview all the players and ask them if they want different coaches next year. And if they want different coaches, you give them different coaches. If all the players are like, Nope, we like the coaches that we have. And like, this is the way we want to keep going forward. Then I guess you trust them and you do that. But I would say C9's consistency in draft slash their development of like how they work together in the map is the part to me that seems the shakiest. Isn't sure. isn't something come I out would, that and C9 I'm not saying you has, fire everybody. Isn't it like come out that C9 like they they do draft differently as the players almost have more say than the coach? Uh, I don't think that's different. Isn't that like? a good chunk of teams where like oh, players I, oh, have I, like, I fucking hope say. not. <laughs> I, I don't think so. 
Uh, they, they obviously have say, I, they obviously I have say, like, but, but I feel I thought I heard I that ever, it was, like, it was more like the lifts, players doing the doing. I always like, remember the like when I watch like double if whenever he talks about it, he'll always say that like players like get to. Just oh yeah, but I hope their... that's not the same anymore. Like I hope like with LS, obviously LS was drafting, not the players. Right. We're seeing some I, right. weird. I, I obviously, out of, I obviously out of would nine love to that see. make no sense, and 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 I cannot believe <laughs> that that's that's. You know, right. So I, I think that like player base. if the solution is, is like you just demote Max Waldo back to assistant coach and get a different head coach, then I guess like I'm OK with that. Like, I don't want to like fire all of them only to have the problem like not be fixed. You know, it's because like they're. Oh, I get that. I'm just saying like you got like, to power out of the players in the draft is what I'm saying. Like, like, right. You right, can't for sure. fudge ego jacks or <laughs> Fiora all games at Worlds. I, I don't. For I don't sure. believe that the coach was telling him to do that. And who was their coach? Yeah, I oh, it was Mithy last year. Okay, I was Mithy. But yeah. I guess, I guess going into mine, it, it, I think the the core JJ move is what matters. I think that they're the favorites to probably look at him. If they go with him, I feel like you have to keep Jensen, uh, because they've already played together, which is like uh, a pretty like that's pretty lucky. Like, yeah, there's I think that. that makes the transition and easier. JJ, Berserker gets a. Yeah, There's Berserker gets a. Well, um, but, but if you keep Berserker Zen, you get rid of Jensen supporter. for someone young. You get rid of Jensen for someone young because I don't. I think Jensen yeah. played at a solid seven. I don't. The entire I, year. Don't think I don't think Sven he was special. I think it was serviceable. I think Jensen was kind of whatever. I think if you can upgrade, absolutely do it. But I think you should only like get that true upgrade if you're getting Core J Also, I don't think was. I, I think Sven doesn't do enough on the right. map compared to what Core J. Yeah, yeah, do. yeah. And that's what I was gonna say. I think. I think Core JJ allows for better map control which helps blabber and jensen like tremendously like because jensen like doesn't want to leave his lane so like keeping him safe is important and then having someone roam with blabber is important that's why vulcan was so successful with c9 is because like vulcan and blabber just roamed everywhere together and just killed things so i i think that like core jj's play style is like would be very crucial to c9 success and i think sven wants i'm pretty sure sven wants to like leave and go back to being an ADC. And I think C9 is, I think they've already had that conversation and there's already a mutual understanding that like that had like that because they did what they did at worlds that Sven will leave and C9 will get a new support. Yeah. I, I would point out that if you do replace Sven with uh core JJ, core JJ's uh, NA now, right? He's, he's not an import. Yeah. Sven is an import. So if you get rid of Sven, or he departs or whatever, however you want to phrase it, Core J comes in, then you actually have the option, you can keep Jensen. Jensen's obviously serviceable. And in those like 1v1, uh, 1v1 situations against Faker had some pretty like, cool fights. Obviously, he was up to the task. But if someone like, for some reason, Scout wants to play an NA, you've got an import slot. You could pull Scout in. You would take Scout over Jensen, I think. Uh, I think it's a weird... I, I think... Like most of all, like the big game, like big name mids are locked into contract like internationally. I think this is. I'm pretty sure I heard this is a slow year for, for mid movement. Right, but that's but why. Wrong. But that's why, like, you can make that swap from Zven to Core JJ. You're opening import slot. So if you find a diamond in the rough, you can just grab it. You absolutely don't have to. You can just keep Jensen there, right. keep Core JJ there, and you're probably going to win both splits. Potentially. Uh, anything else? That's all I got. No, keep it moving. Next is Hundred Thieves. Um, I've got get rid of Abadage and FBI. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we all want to say who they should, who are the most likely picks? I'm not going to have an answer for them to, like for them to pick up or the replace to replace. I got, I got most likely for both off the top of my head. Can I guess, can I guess what you're going to say for a mid laner? I mean, the mid laner should be obvious. We would, we should all say this one. I'm worried I'm going to get this wrong. On three. One, <laughs> two, three. Bjergsen. Bjergsen. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, it, that's, that's, the, that's the most important position to swap. I think if he has serviceable enough, he's not going to... I mean, an upgrade would be still needed. But... This is the only top five I... team that is, in my opinion, looking for a mid laner and yeah. also has a roster that Bjergsen would look at and say, like, I want to I play come to it. Yeah. I think they're the only, they're actually like his only option. Right. Like I anything else is, is below five. But I got three. I got three. If possible, it's, this might not be because of contract stuff, but get rid of someday. Bring in, bring in the new guy, bring in the young gun, the guy that everyone's been hyping up for two years. Uh, someday's fine. At, but honestly, at this point, I just like really don't think Hunter Thieves will. I, I know. Like, same. Same. I, I just I, like, I, I don't I, have yeah. it down because I just don't believe that they'll do they it. Ha- they have to soon because of that rule coming in. Right. With uh, yeah. the one year academy. Actually, thing. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Tenacity's contract is just up. I'm pretty sure he yeah. can nope out. But he's wanting. He's been wanting to stay with 100 thieves. Like that's the weird part. But, anyways, uh, and then I think AD carry. They should be heavily looking at talking with evil geniuses about whichever AD carry they don't go with, and they should try to get them. Yeah, I. This is one I don't really have a a, a dog in the fight. Obviously, I think Jensen's most likely place to end up is here. I want to point out. Papa Smithy oh, did mind. leave. Tenacity's done in 2024. Jesus Christ, they haven't signed forever. Yeah, what the? F- He's got to go up soon, man. He has someday to. is the I'm only contract bidding. expiring this fall for Hundred Thieves. By the way, uh, their academy oh, support, their academy support is the only person whose contract is ending next year. Everybody else is 2024. So that entire academy roster is going to probably stick around. Uh, what I was saying is. Very recently, Papa Smithy left Hundred Thieves, so they they need a coach or a general manager. Or GM. General manager. GM. Well, Reapers Reaper is done. Day after Worlds twenty twenty two, Reaper is done with contract. Same with Freeze. Same with their same with Golden Glue. There you go. So administratively, they're gonna they're stripping everything out. They're gonna have to replace it. Maybe they don't want to make too many roster moves when they're getting a new administration. I don't know. It, it's it's whatever their philosophy is going to be moving forward with. Do are we? How many people do we want to replace? Are we starting from from scratch, or are we going to see? Okay, this is our roster. What can new management do with it? Who knows? They were in contention for an LCS championship. Obviously, it didn't look good. Yeah, I I think that's more a result of NA being weak than Hundred Thieves necessarily being strong. But like, if you can replace Abadage with anyone good, uh. They should be right back up there in LCS finals. Yep. Um, oh, for ADC replacement, I have uh, Zven because he'll go back to ADC. That's fair. That's fair. And that's a good Danny. call. Zven and I don't know if Zven and Bjergsen want to play together again, but if they would, they already have played together. Otherwise, get Danny. Um, I do have that if you want to get rid of Huhi and promote Busio, who is their support. You can do that too, but uh, I, the Zoe player. If you don't want to make too many changes, I understand, you know. But um, I think Hunter Thieves. So like, a lot of LCS teams are expected to not spend as much this year, which is understandable. But 
I think that Hunter Thieves has a opportunity to stay in it and win championships. So they should. That's why I think it should get Bjergsen and Sven yeah. or Danny. So. Seems good. Uh, anything else on them? Nope. Moving along. Uh, the the top end ones are, are a little bit easier because they've right. shown some level of success. Right. Uh, next one, I have a CLG. C- I wrote for my notes. Do I just I wrote, I leave it? I wrote word for word. This is a weird one. Honestly, you could just run it back, and I'm weirdly okay with it. I do think that Palafox and Contracts are your untouchables. So I don't think, I'm not saying that they should replace the other three, but I'm saying that, like, I wouldn't replace those. And then I guess if you, if Danny's like, I need a team, and CLG's like, I like, you just take that, obviously, you know? Right. Um, but I just, there's something about the CLG roster that, like, has some really good synergy. And you don't want to, like, you could replace one person and that could just, like, fall apart. Yeah, and no, I almost, that's my whole, that's considering, my whole like, how much better they got in one split, I don't think it's outrageous been, for CLG just to be like, just run it back. And yeah, if you get, if you get middle, lot. if you get fifth place, if you get sixth place and then sixth place again, like, I don't think anyone's still like, I rate at you. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, you're like, you're people still are like, you're still you good, but then you definitely know like the next time or the next off season, like you can like, then, okay, you could change. Like there was no improvement. You could change. Or let's say they get like seventh in spring. You could change one thing. Like you, like how in you from spring to summer, you added Dokla and you vastly improved. Oh, spring to summer this year. Replace, like, oh, Danny didn't get a team. Get Danny or switch your support for somebody. I don't know. Right, but just a thought. And, and in the hypothetical situation where they drop Luger and pick up Danny, that is actually a one hundred percent true NA team. Yeah, there you go. So that would be really, really cool. Even better to see what pure NA talent can do at Worlds or at um, Rift Rumble or whatever they're gonna do. You know, uh, yeah. I don't really have any anything for this either. I would, I like to shit on CLG. I was really impressed with them this year. Uh, oh, I also this had. Was, um, sorry, I was gonna say I also had FBI down. That was my other AD carry because he's not in theory. He's not on Hundred Thieves anymore. Right, Hundred Thieves is changing. Uh, changing so. Right. Um, what I was saying is, they looked really good. They got better as the season went on. Obviously, this was a building year. I don't like making a ton of changes off of a building year, especially when that building year would be marked very widely as a success. So I, if you're going to make a change, do one and I'd be fine with Danny or FBI. Either one would be fine here. I, I don't have a problem with either of those. Uh, real quick, just to note, EG just tweeted out. They fired all their coaches. They're all oh, good. They're all their whole coaching staff. They fired cleaned <laughs> house. Clean, clean house. They're all gone. Wow. <laughs> Woo. That's funny. Okay. Last one is for today is FlyQuest. Uh, I have replaced Johnson and Philip. And then I have C Golden Guardians ADC rant. Oh, let's go read that real quick. Uh, oh, okay. The Golden Guardians rant I wrote was, I feel like there's better options than Sticks A. Get whoever EG doesn't want. And if it's Danny, at least with... Danny on Golden Guardians, he will never feel the pressure to perform because Golden Guardians will never finish above the bottom half of the league. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, uh, I, no, I, think, I, think, I think Golden Guardians with Danny is a top half team. I don't think their roster is that bad, but 
are we, which, which one are we actually talking no, about? We're, we're, we're talking about FlyQuest. So what, I was, I, with that, what out... I was saying was is if FlyQuest replaces Johnson with Danny, like, and then fill up with, I have written down here, Bradley, Solo, and Tenacity, um, like one of those three, like you, like FlyQuest is one of those teams where like, like Danny in theory shouldn't feel super stressed because like that team's probably still not going to like win the LCS, well, but they're still going to perform Danny's solidly. Like, it yeah, that's true. I'm, well, <laughs> I'm also assuming that like it's like being in high pressure situations, which then I'm saying that like FlyQuest won't be like in the championships to be in those situations. But yeah, yeah um, no, I know what you mean. Uh, so I, I want to point out Johnson is already off of uh, their roster. Oh, he's, is he? He's on on boom the wiki. He is gone. It's been removed from GCD. I don't know what GCD is. Uh, global contract database. Oh, okay. See, I'm a World of Warcraft player, so that's global cooldown to me. Boom. Um, but he's already been removed. So currently they have four people in there. Oh, roster. yeah. He's just not here. Oh, yep. okay. So obviously you got to find an ADC. Uh, we've already talked about ADCs that are available and would fit perfectly fine. Right. Uh, don't need to dive into that. On a very personal level, I don't have anything against Aphromoo. I cannot remember the last time he was on a successful team and the team was successful because of his play. I would replace Aphromoo. Do I know who I would put in here? Absolutely not. Because I think Aphromoo is probably fine. I think the reason why I didn't remove Aphromoo was the hope that, like, by getting, like, let's say Danny, like, because, like, Aphromoo has not had great 80 carries, like, in the last forever. So, like, to me, it's like a, a last chance of... Hey, like, here's a really good AD carry and, like, go for it. Afrobo is a weird one because, like, his actual play, like, seems whatever. I don't think it, like, actually matters if he has a good AD carry or not. (laughs) I think his play, you would not, it would be the same. Uh, The team might have more success, but I I think, like, the reason why he keeps getting a job is because, like, the value he has to, like, the rest of the team. Like, he's always paired with three or four young players, right? Yeah. He's he's known as this mentor guy, whatever. And I think that's the value he brings. Like not even, like his gameplay's fine, but he'll always be a middle of the road support. Uh yeah. it, but it's a, but that's not but you get him to boot like basically teach people how the pro play like how the pro game is played and like what you gotta do to like be a professional because he's like the staple for that. Right. And so um, I, I, so I, who knows what it depends on what FlyQuest wants to do. I could see that being a very easy switch for them for like Biofrost yeah. from Dignitas or something. General Sniper's contract ends November 5th, 2022. What does he turn 16? Uh he has turned 17 and I believe he's 15 right now. Oh, Jesus. So he no. So one of one of the problems that I have with Aphromu is I feel like his champion pool is very small. Um yeah. you're you're going to see him play like Leona or Rel. Every other game, Bard, or, or Bard. I I don't feel like he's good enough on those champions to be able to get away with only picking those champions. I don't remember who it was we talked about before, but we were talking about a, a, a top laner being good at a couple of top lane champions that are in meta, and so he was really good, but he's just not good anymore because they fell out of meta. He can only play four champions. I can't remember who we were talking about. This was weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Um. He, he to contrast, yeah. Sorry, I had a thought. Keep going. It's the It's later. It's a later. Thought. Uh, to contrast that, I saw a graphic of the number of champions that Barrel has played mm-hmm. in LCK international play, 
It's nuts. And I think it might be every single champion that I've ever seen played as a support professionally. It is insane. Yeah. And just based on what we saw from Barrel this past week, I believe that he's capable on every single one of these. Um, and I think that's got a lot of value. But if you're locked into like three champions and you have to build your pool, like your 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 team comp around the fact that you're gonna play one of these three, I just I don't like it. That's what it's my big thing with with Africa uh, right now. I think that's also a draft thing though, because I think it's a trend in NA more like even I feel like even more so than other regions. We 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 get hyper focused on the top three rock, paper, scissors supports or two or whatever it is. And we refuse to like think of like <laughs> ways to get an angle against those champions. I can't remember who the mid laner was who busted out like the uh Urgot against Zed. Uh I uh no. like way back in the day you mean? Like yeah, older but... god? Yeah, yeah, older god. That was high high from no, C9 did that. No no, no 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 no. I was like someone else did it before him. Guaranteed. I can't remember what team he was on. He now plays. Oh, I have no, uh, that's just all I know for who did an NA. No, he it wasn't an NA. Uh, he now plays TFT. Oh, um, so any um, League of Legends Keen. boomer? Yes, Keen. 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 Like, like that shit just needs to happen more. This, this is my draft rant for the day. And well, I think support's the easiest way to do it, man. It's why we're seeing Heimerdinger right now, and NA is never the bleeping ones to do it at this position ever. Technically yeah. speaking, <laughs> technically speaking, we were the first to play it at Worlds. Well, okay, yeah, but <laughs> but we played it in our four fun game where people are actually like doing it to win. The, the <laughs> like, only time NA got interesting was when we were mathematically out. We were picking. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Like, but like other than that, like, and this was most of our roles. But I feel like support's like the most egregious. Like. I don't know. It, it's it's uh it's a little, it's my frustration. So I and so I think that Aframu absolutely is like a part of that mindset. Like we got, I got to play one of these three. Yep, and he's one uh, of the, he is like the yeah. last of the old guard still around. Yeah, yeah. I do think you put him on like a like if he was like the fifth person on like the quote unquote super team, or like he you know, there's two other like big personalities. He's such like a perfect like complementary role. Sure. Um, and I think, but. But I still think it's uh yeah he's he's gonna be finding them if he finds a team, it's gonna be on a team with you know young players which it seems like a lot of teams are so he's gonna have a job for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, is that all we got for LCS teams for this week? Uh yeah, just do five. We'll we'll okay. do five next week. We'll probably and block those will off be even easier to do so. Well, they'll be easier, but we might spend a little more time on them just because we're going to have... I, I'm assuming we're going to make more changes than just one or two players here and there. Yeah. Uh, some of those fun. rosters should probably get fired into the sun. Um, Really quick, we're already over time. Just a, a quick like lightning round. We know what the new champion is. His name is Cassante, and he looks fun as hell. The skin line that he is that his skin is coming out with is Empyrean. The Empyrean skin line looks fucking amazing. The Pike Empyrean skin, if you get a pentakill with his ult, maybe it's just a pentakill in general, but if you get a pentakill with his ult, you crash other people's graphics cards. It's really cool. Uh, so check check that out. Um, I, I'm a, Every clip that I've seen of Cassante, by the way, 
whenever I see like somebody pop off, it's because they're fighting under like their own turret or they're pulling somebody out from their turret to get killed by their teammates. I have no idea if this person can fight away from turrets. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, he's got some tuning. But based on what I heard, they, I think they bumped they, him they, twice on PVE already. Oh Did they? I, they? I think they have like weren't people saying like he's just like building tank items doesn't work. Like you have you, to like, build. You brawler? had to build. You had to build like bruiser, but they were like trying to do the, him as a tank. So I think that's what they're like buffing now. Uh, mm. But. But yeah, I, I think that he looks so freaking fun. Yeah. Um, re, like remind like to me, I just get like modern Riven vibes, and I was a OG Riven main, so I, it's that fills my heart with joy. Yeah. Uh, excited for him. Who knows? Maybe next season I'm a top lane main. Who knows? I I I'm another rant. Getting sick of mid lane right now, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting real fucking sick of it. So who knows? But but he's I'm excited for him. I'm super excited. I saw him move a person through a quarter of the map through terrain, and I said I want to do that. If you're on ARAM, you can go all the way from one <laughs> end of the map to the other. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. Bridge, yep. Nexus to Nexus, basically. Oh, that's so cool. Or inhibitor tower to inhibitor tower. It would be the appropriate way. But you, you right. can you technically can send someone from Alcove to Fountain. You can do that. I think Fixed that. I think they oh, were. Oh, they fix that. Oh, they did do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. They, it, but he, but the person said he's like, this is one of the most insane bugs I've ever done because. But he said, but still available on some maps with like an emoji. Oh, that Ooh. must be the A RAM that like I think sending so, yeah. them up the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, maps then... plural. There's only two maps. I'm guessing it'll be like left alone and oh, uh, Nexus like some like yeah, I was just yeah, Nexus splits or maybe even some of like the game modes. Who knows? I doubt it though. Yeah. But um and then just uh one one little news snippet riot has acquired the war gaming sydney studio yeah, which is sick. the studio responsible for world of tanks and world of warships and they currently hold the record for most number of concurrent players on a single server i think for any for an mmo mm-hmm. so one would assume that that is they a good they, sign Yes, to build the servers for Riot's MMO whenever they're going to get Well, the studio is also a workhorse studio. Like, they are used a lot. Like, people, they're contracted out a lot to do, like, big tasks. Like, Like client issues was another one. Like, yeah, like, hey, we, like, not that, that, like, Riot's maybe necessarily, like, looking for this, but, like, if they were going to hire someone to build them a brand new client and do it as fast as possible, like, this is what they would do. You know, or like we're going to remake League of Legends or we need you to overhaul our map like we got to we're going to update our map again. Like this is exactly who they would hire to do it. And so now they don't have they've to hire been hired for a lot of stuff them. like that. Yep. Yep. They now they own them. them. And then I imagine once they get their use from them out of whatever miscellaneous League of Legends tasks, they will just be a MMO, you know. Yep. Do all the big things for an MMO and whatnot, which would be really cool because that means we get the MMO faster. So. Or we get a higher quality in the time that we we're going to get it. So yeah, I, I would t- I would rather have the higher quality than the faster personally, but I do also right. just want to play it right now. So right. I just want it now. So yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's all of the stuff we have to cover this week. Do either of you have anything else we left out? I don't think so. No. <laughs> if we did, we'll get to it next week. This is a yeah. This is, this has been one. Uh, this week's question of the week 
if you could give any champion the Diana treatment, which is take one of their core abilities and swap it with their oh. alt ability. I thought you were going to say the ability be... to one-shot someone with no gold. Uh, yeah. that's... So, so, so who are yeah. we, Tom Kenshing, basically? Yeah. Yeah, any number of things. Galio. But swap a core, <laughs> core ability with their alt. Who would it be? Why do you pick that? And how would it work is the question of the week. And that's going to do it for us. Um, until next week, be well, and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Bye.